Welcome to the Power to Podcast audio course, where you're going to learn how to make, market, and monetize your very first podcast to attract your ideal client, share your story, and help hundreds with your message without being a techie or producing any bad content. If you want more with every single episode, go to powertopodcast.com. I'm your host, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. Today, we're going to talk about brainstorming ideas and solutions and then testing them. So yesterday we were talking about listening to your audience, finding out what their biggest pain points are, what struggles they're having, because that's where we're going to base um, creating our products and services in because we're going to create direct solutions to the problems our audience is having. So once you have those pain points and struggles, next you want to start thinking about ways you can solve the pain points your audience is coming to you with. So in order to start brainstorming some of those things, go back through last week's content and look at the products or services that we discussed that may solve the pain points your audience is having. You might be creating things like coaching services or taking on parts of a process that your audience doesn't want and offering a service around that. You may be creating a software as a service or maybe doing a community support group or forum or membership. You can also create physical products like a book, um, info courses, maybe a membership site with video tutorials and resources, or maybe even a mastermind community. These are all great options. Again, go back to last week's content, check out the different things. I could dive into each of them, what they are and how they could be making you money on your podcast. What's important to do here, though, is to determine what's actually viable for you in your business. You know, once you've figured out what product or service creation idea you want to pursue first, it's time to think about which of those ideas are actually going to be viable for you. Think about the time and effort to actually create that thing. Make sure that you're being very realistic with your time, because the last thing that you want to do is start promising your audience something that you can't deliver on. Now, maybe you don't know what makes sense for you and your business because you've never tried doing the thing that you want to create. Well, then what you need to do here is start testing because everyone's bandwidth and everyone's business is different. No one is going to be able to tell you what your time is worth or how much time you have. You're the one that ultimately gets to decide that. Now, let's say you have an idea for a product or service that you're convinced your audience wants and needs. Because you've been listening to your audience you know, asking questions, engaging and connecting with them, you've heard some things that sound like pain points and you're sure that you have the solution. So the question comes up, should you go out and start creating it? Well, I would say not quite yet. It's important that you validate your idea before you sink your bandwidth and resources into creating it. So the rest of this is really going to be talking about testing your idea, getting proof of concept and selling it before actually ever creating it. Let's talk about testing your idea. So testing your idea is all about getting feedback from your audience, basically like a green light to continue creating whatever it is that you decide you want to create. Now, there's three ways that you can test out the idea for the thing that you want to create. And the first one is, is going back and listening to your audience. You can never ask your audience for too much feedback. And if you can actually get on the line with those that are going to be consuming your content and your idea, then the insights you'll gain will be priceless. So set aside like four hours of your time and schedule 10 minute strategy chats with 16 people. Send out an email to your list and make the offer in your online communities. During these 10 minute chats, ask them, you know, where are they currently at in their business or their life? Where do they want to be in their business or life? You know, what's holding them back from taking that next step 
And what's their biggest pain point? Do some of the questions that we talked about in the interviews before. Um, Now that we sort of have an idea, start asking them how they think this idea might help them with these pain points and struggles that they're having in their life. Once you're done with your chats, then look back over your notes. Were the people that you were talking to, A, were they actually your ideal avatar? Then look at what are the reoccurring themes that came up on your calls? And if you didn't actually talk to your avatar, it is possible that you're attracting someone completely different than you originally thought. And maybe they have different pain points and problems and you should be shifting your idea to solve the problems that those people are having and really catering to the audience that you are growing with your podcast. The second way to test your idea is to create a survey. This can be something that you send out to your list, share with your online communities. You can post it on your website for people to fill out and even give a call to action in your podcast for them to go to a link to check out the survey. A great resource for creating simple surveys is either Google Forms or you could use something like SurveyMonkey or Typeform. And in your survey, make sure you're asking very specific questions that will help you gain insights into whether or not the thing that you want to create is resonating with those who are going to consume it. You're also going to want to include at least one question that is open-ended to give your audience the opportunity to share insights with you that you didn't even know existed. Always be conscious of the language your audience is using. This is the same language you want to use when you speak back to them. Now, it may be a good idea to put a time limit on how long the survey will be available for those who are interested in taking it so that it feels like there's a sense of urgency to complete the survey now. It's also helpful to let people know upfront that the survey won't take a ton of their time. Anything you can add, like this survey consists of just four questions or this five-minute survey, will make the opportunity look much more attractive to them and more likely for you to get some good feedback. And the last way to test your idea is to talk about it inside of your content and then be listening to your audience again. So look at any of the comments on your blogs, the ratings or reviews for the podcast, email response to the content that you're putting out. Every single one of them has a potential piece of feedback that you could use to take one step towards creating your first product or service. The feedback you receive might come in the form of a request, some constructive criticism, or even praise. In any of these cases, it's feedback you can use to either pivot, rethink the direction that you're headed with your idea, or validate that you're on the right track. Now, why is it important that you're testing your idea? Well, without feedback from your audience, you're never going to know whether or not your idea, the thing that you're going to create, is actually something that they want and need. And if it's not something that they want and need, then they're never going to pull out their credit card or their hard-earned cash and actually pay you for this thing. So you want to make sure that this is actually going to solve one of your audience's pain points. Now, once you've gotten some good feedback and you're really starting to validate your idea, you've tested it through one of these situations, before you actually even go to create the physical thing, You want to just create a draft or an outline so that you can promote it and market your idea and actually sell it before creating the thing. So let's talk about how you can create a draft or outline. Your outline should include key insights and information that you've uncovered from your audience. And it should also give a pretty solid idea of what creating your product or service is going to require. So for example, if you're going to be creating video tutorials, then you know you'll need to find a video host. 
If you're going to be creating a membership site for your content, then you know you're going to need to research some membership site platforms. As you create your outline, you should be making notes on what it's going to include. So these are things of like how it's going to be laid out, what format the content will be in, what the flow of the content or product or service is going to be, and any potential bonus materials. Now, creating an outline doesn't mean you have to know exactly what's going to be included in your product or service. You might still have some question marks next to some of the ideas that you have, and that's okay. It's important that you uncover those questions now. And just remember, creating an outline is important because this is what's going to really help you visualize your product or service. And as I mentioned before, it's going to help you uncover some of those key questions you'll have to be prepared to answer in the next several steps leading up to actually creating the thing that you want to. Creating an outline is also going to help you communicate to your audience what it is that you have to offer without actually having to create the physical thing. So the key here is to get as close to your idea as possible through creating your outline so that you can use that outline to market and get proof of concept and actually pre-sell it before you create the thing. And finally, without an outline to help you get familiar with the content and the layout of the product or service that you're going to make, it's going to be really hard to do the next thing, which is market your idea to your audience and hopefully get them pulling out their credit card and buying. We're going to be talking about promoting and marketing your idea. So we've listened to our audience, we've brainstormed some ideas, we've tested them so we have some sort of validation that we're headed in the right direction, and we've created a draft or an outline of the thing that we want to create. Now it's time to promote and market that idea to our audience to see if they actually want to buy this thing. Now before we get started in some ways that you can do this, I want you to take note that you should be transparent that you are selling something and you want to get feedback about it. Let your audience know that the product or service actually hasn't been created yet and will be created as we go along. People don't want to be swindled here or tricked and people are more genuinely um, acceptable of this because they know they'll be part of the creation process and it makes them even more invested. Plus you being transparent and honest with them really just gains you some brownie points with them. Now let's talk about a few different ways that you can market your product without actually having to create it yet. The first one is one that we've been using all throughout this time, and that's our podcast intros and outros. So I've gone over this several times about, you know, putting calls to action in your podcast intros and outros and leading them to the various things that you want your audience to take action on. And this is one of the places that you can be using to promote your own products and services. Now, most often, it will be best to keep this short and sweet, meaning around 15 to 20 seconds, and inserting it within your intro or outro. Also, make sure that the messaging speaks to your audience and really illustrates how your product or service will solve a problem that they have. Oftentimes, I hear hosts promote their products, and they don't only talk about the features that it has and not how it's actually going to help their listener if they choose to buy it. The next way to market your idea is by doing social media campaigns. So there's a lot that you can do on social media, like Facebook ads, you can do teaser videos, even do giveaways to generate buzz and interest. The important thing to remember is if you decide to run any type of social media campaign to market your ideas, that you have something in place to nurture those who are expressing interest. 
so they're not left hanging for weeks on end once they sign up to learn more. For example, if you set up a Facebook campaign, you create teaser videos, or decide to do a giveaway to generate some buzz, you'll need to have an actual nurture email sequence in place to capture those who are raising their hand and saying, yes, I'm interested in this product, and also to keep them engaged between the time they sign up and when you'll actually be selling the idea. So on Facebook, you might be doing something like driving your target audience to a blog post or other piece of free content, and then having a call to action to say, sign up here to be the first to hear about our product or service, and it will help you solve X, Y, and Z. You might be creating teaser videos showing what the product or service is going to include, maybe what's unique about it, and why someone might want to sign up to hear about this thing when it comes out. The second thing that you can do to promote your idea is doing a live workshop or webinar. You might hold a live workshop or webinar that's a Q&A session with your audience where you answer any questions they have about the content that you have been putting out and how that product or service might be related to it in the future. You know, During these Q&A sessions, you can mention that you're working on a product or service and if anyone on the session is interested in learning more, they can sign up to hear more about it. The other thing you can do is have a beta program. Now, this is actually the route that I chose to do with the Power to Podcast audio course is to initially launch it with a beta program. I went to one of the groups that I'm in, said, hey, I'm going to be putting on this thing. I did a webinar for them showing them, you know, some different things about the content that I would be putting out. And then I asked anybody if they were interested and had a couple people be interested and built the course um, alongside them and had them go through the beta program. And this is really great if you don't have your own mastermind or community or anything to go to yet, because you can select members of your audience to participate in your beta round, or you can invite those you've started to build relationships with in online communities that you're a part of. It's really important that in your beta program, you have something of value for your users. In my case, I was offering coaching alongside giving access to the worksheets, and everything else that was coming out with the audio course. Now, once you have your beta crew and clear expectations set, then all you have to do is get started. Draw up a clear plan for yourself that you know each week would include certain things that you had promised them to be in the beta course. Another option is to do guest appearances on other podcasts or doing uh, cross-content creation. So what I mean by this is reaching out to others in your industry or your niche for guest posting opportunities, joint venture opportunities, or even podcast guest opportunities. And the reason this is great for marketing your idea is that you're providing value to someone else's audience who's potentially learning about you for the first time, all while building a great relationship with another person in your industry and gaining exposure for your idea in the process. Now, a really great practice to do for any of the things that I had just mentioned is creating a landing page and free course, maybe an email or a video series that goes along with this that you can push all of these people to. Um, So if you were to go to the Power to Podcast audio course right now, or if you're listening to this in the future, when it first came out, all that I have right now is a landing page that allows people to sign up. Um, obviously the free course is this audio course and it allows people to go through the content that they would be getting extras for when they actually pay for the power to podcast podcast intensive. 
But what you can do is set up a landing page, say, hey, this is the product or service that I'm actually making, and then maybe have an email or video series after they give you their email that tells a little bit about the product, tells about some of the ideas behind it, the pains, the struggles, how it's going to benefit them, really stuff to nurture them and get them ready to buy the product when you are ready to start selling it. Today, we discussed how you could take some of the ideas that you've been brainstorming for your products and services and actually testing these ideas with your audience to make sure that what you're creating is something they actually want. I gave you some ways that you could start promoting and marketing your idea so that you could really get some proof of concept. So that's your exercise for today is actually testing out your idea and getting proof of concept that the product or service that you want to create is actually something that they want. Thank you for listening to the Power to Podcast audio course. To get everything you need to make, market, and monetize your podcast, including tutorials, resources, templates, coaching, and even a private community of podcasters just like you, then visit powertopodcast.com and join today. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.